You're listening to Mental Work. I'm your host, Bronwyn, an early career psychologist based in Australia. And this is the podcast taking a closer look at the challenges faced by early career mental health professionals so they don't have to go it alone. Hey, mental workers, and welcome back to the podcast. This is the last episode in season one. Woohoo! If you have been joining us for the whole of season one, or if this is your first episode today, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. We've had over 4,000 downloads of our 23 episodes, and I'm super thrilled with that. Thank you for supporting this podcast for early career therapists so they don't have to go through things alone. In today's episode, I really wanted to take you through my motivations for starting this podcast, a few reflections, and also where the podcast is going to go in the future. Part of the motivation for starting the podcast was in recognition that early career therapists are a vulnerable population, and I really want to flesh that out a bit more so you can really get a sense of why it is that we are deliberately focusing on meeting their needs. My name is Bradwin, and I really started this podcast because I was listening to all these podcasts which were hosted by podcasters in the US, and I found myself feeling even more isolated by listening to them. They were hosts that were already running six-figure practices, like they've already made it, and I just felt like I couldn't connect with them. Plus, they were also hosting their podcast from the perspective of the US, and while there's some overlap, there was really nothing in the Australian landscape that connected us to the reality of working in this field as Australians. I felt, yeah, really lonely, and I also felt like the podcast hosts were too busy promoting their own businesses and coaching programs, and also they really proceeded to talk in a really monotone, sanitized, clinical ways, and I'm just listening, sitting there and being like, hey, can I have some help, some guidance, some connection with these topics? and not be brought out of my brain listening to them. So that was one motivation because I recognized there was a gap. The other motivation for starting the podcast was really in recognition that early career therapists are a vulnerable population. What do I mean by that? Well, I had a look at the stats and when you seek help for a mental health problem in Australia, there is a one or two chance that the professional you're trusting to support your mental health is emotionally and physically exhausted themselves. We are so burnt out, we are so overworked, we're so vulnerable to emotional and both financial strain in our roles. One of the things that makes it really difficult for mental health professionals to address the emotional and physical exhaustion is the taboo on being a human with mental health struggles in the mental health field. We think that, or we've been taught that, we should be above it. When actually not being able to access our feelings and acknowledge the reality increases our feelings of isolation, shame, and guarantees a quick exit from the field. I wanted a way to unburden mental health professionals from this stigma by sharing experiences from myself, but also I think the experiences that I've seen around me and I've heard. I'm really grateful to the guests who have come on so far to the podcast to share their experiences, both personal and professional experiences. It really shows that we are human. It's okay to actually be like, yeah, I'm struggling and it doesn't make me lesser of a mental health professional than anything else. It's even possible to have struggles and still be a great professional. I wanted this podcast to be a safe space where we could explore these complex topics and not shy away from them because they're too taboo or just not okay to speak about out loud. I wanted 
early career therapists to be more confident to go forward in the field and be their raw human selves, whilst also stay in the field if this is something that they want to do, rather than being forced out because nobody was there to look out for them. Let me speak more to this idea that early career therapists are a vulnerable population. We know that healthcare workers, which includes mental health workers, are exposed to really high work-related stress. Often I hear stories from early career therapists who say that it's not the clients or the work itself that is traumatic, but the employer that contributes to the burnout and psychological harm. We are, however, also vulnerable to emotional harm through vicarious trauma from being exposed to vulnerable populations ourselves. Our clients are people who are going through a lot of hardship. They're having a really tough time in their lives. They're facing something completely unfamiliar or they're experiencing things that make them part of vulnerable populations, including poverty, being part of a racial or ethnic minority, being part of the LGBTIQ population. There are lots of ways that we come into contact with vulnerable persons and we need to be the professional in those situations whilst also having outlets for ourselves to take care of ourselves. It's really hard if we're expected and pressured to see six clients a day, five times a week, to be able to have the emotional and physical capacity to be able to take care of our stress levels. This all leads to potentially higher levels of long-term harm and damage to us. With respect to employers causing harm, Part of the harm that comes from this is because we kind of expect better of our seniors in the mental health workforce. While we might expect not so great conduct from more corporate settings or like pharmaceutical industries, we don't expect it to happen from people who are working as therapists. We expect them to extend the same kindness and compassion that they show to our clients to us, our colleagues. So it really shatters our reality. We're really taken aback. And we suffer the negative consequences of this when we are taken advantage of by the people who are supposed to care for us. That covers the emotional harm side of things, but I did want to touch on the financial harm that can come from being an early career therapist. Because we're unsure of what our worth is, and sometimes our employees are unsure of what our worth is, we can find ourselves placed in workplaces that are actually lower paying and actually not paying us our entitlements, such as superannuation, which can cause us financial strain. We're not just therapists. We're people who are looking to buy a house, who are renting, who have medical conditions, who seek psychological support ourselves, which is not often not free. We have financial commitments to make, and when we're under pain, that causes us extreme stress, much like it does our clients. And we recognize the importance of financial stability in maintaining our mental well-being. But oftentimes, because we don't know any better, we don't have peers to reality test with, we continue to be taken advantage of. When we realize that our needs are not being met and we are under financial or emotional strain and we don't have appropriate assistance, we're at risk of leaving the profession altogether, which further reduces our financial means and also robs our clients and the Australian community of well-educated, caring and competent mental health professionals. I don't want this to be the case. I want us, if we want to stay in this profession, to be able to stick it out for the long haul. But often we don't give a voice to these issues. We're kind of, there's kind of this underlying current that, well, really, we're policed a lot. And this is one of the things that I'll be covering in season two, which is that we're very strict on each other, these kind of rigid ideas for how we should be. And this actually stops us from voicing our concerns because it's like, oh, maybe you're not cut out to be a therapist if you're voicing this. When actually, It's like, this is a genuine, legit struggle and we need help. So 
As early career therapists, our needs to date have been underestimated and underserved, which can exacerbate our existing health conditions or create new ones. Woohoo! There's a real need to focus on us as a vulnerable population. This podcast is what I hope is one solution to the difficulties that we face as early career therapists. My hope is that we can provide honest information around working conditions and experiences. I can also help you to know what good supervision and mentors look like. We can work out what is and isn't helpful. And as a side note, the episode on very bad and very good supervision was our top one for the season. So that really tells me that early career therapists are really hungry for information about, my goodness, how do I find a good supervisor? How do I know if they're actually not great? And it's one of the key things that I'm passionate about, having had a super bad supervision experience, which actually left me with long-term psychological harm that I reckon I've only healed in the past six months. With the podcast, I'm also hoping to have you better understand your rights and responsibilities as workers, students, provisional early career psychologists or mental health workers, and help you to better communicate what you need from employers and from each other and what you need from this profession. I know it's just one pillar that could help early career therapists. Wouldn't it be amazing if in the future, We could set up buddy programs for early career therapists where they could actually get support from people who are willing to provide them with that mentorship. Or wouldn't it be cool if we had whole groups where we could actually reality test and be like, ah, I think I'm carrying something that's a red flag, but I'm not sure. And then you can actually test that with your peers. What if we actually had a matching program where supervisors give info about themselves to prospective supervisees, and then we can actually match them up? And what if personal therapy was made more accessible to early career psychs? We know it takes an emotional toll, so why wouldn't we respond to that need? It would also be really cool if we were more prepared for the real world when we are early career therapists. Often we come from retail or hospitality or we just come from jobs outside of the mental health workforce and we're really not prepared to navigate both managing relationships with our employers as well as developing skills and competency in this really complex profession. It's not easy being a therapist and we need so much support and ultimately we are undersupported and undervalued. It's not just early career therapists in that respect, it's all of us in this mental health workforce. But as I said, early career therapists, they are particularly vulnerable. I'm really proud of what the podcast has done and achieved in these 23 episodes. And again, I really want to thank all the guests for making it possible. And I hope that it has provided you with some information, some experiences. I hope it has helped normalize some struggles that perhaps you have faced. I hope that you've shared it with colleagues and that they've also found it helpful. I also hope it's just provided you with a steady voice to get you through your internship, if that's what you're doing, or to at least navigate some of the early stages of your career. If you have any feedback or if you want to tell me anything else that's helped you from the podcast so far, I really encourage you to get in contact with me. You can contact me by email at mentalworkpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You're also welcome to contact me if you want to be a guest. I've posted on Facebook asking for guests for season two and I've got a lot of folk, but I've still got space. If you have something passionate that you really want to talk about with early career therapists that would be of benefit to them and you've got some professional or personal experience in the area, hit me up, let me know what you're thinking and I'll see if it's a good fit. Here's what to look forward to in season two. I've got what do you do when you actually encounter a personal crisis and you've got an active caseload? You know that pressure to have like 10 different modalities under your belt as a new therapist? We're going to talk about that too. 
Do you want to be a culturally competent anti-racist therapist? I think that's really important. Season two is going to cover it. Other topics in season two will include, do I even want to be a client-facing therapist? We're going to talk about career options in the field. What to do when clients share offensive views in the therapy room? Is the undergraduate psychology degree broken and fit for purpose? Very interesting one. We'll also be touching on being a political therapist. How do we actually advocate for social change in our role if we want to? And what's our role overall? How do we get involved? And another topic that I'm really looking forward to is how to survive a fragmented profession. That one's going to be really gnarly to talk about, but I think it's one of the most swept under the carpet. We just want to pretend it doesn't exist, but one of these ones that affects us so much as early career therapists. I really hope you'll join me in season two. And thank you again for listening to season one. Again, if you have any feedback, please email me at mentalworkpodcast at gmail.com. I really lastly want to thank people who have given reviews of the podcast and already sent me really kind emails and feedback. I'm very grateful. It's very motivating and I'm really pleased that you've benefited. For example, the person who bought me a virtual coffee, I'm very grateful. To the person who gave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you're the best. And for everybody else who's given a kind word or, you know, a like on Facebook or a kind comment, very grateful. Please share with your early career therapist. It's really hard to get the word out there about podcasts and the best way to do it is actually through word of mouth. So if your colleague is interested in podcasts, but they have no idea what to do it, grab their phone from them, show them a podcast app. I use Pocket Cast, but you can use Spotify, Apple, Google. It's all there and get up the podcast for them. It's called Mental Work. It's got a big purple cover art and help them to subscribe to it. That way you'll get all the episodes when they are published. That's a wrap. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you in season two and it'll be in about four weeks. So take care and catch you on the flip side.